0: Local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now.
1: Welcome to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds with you on this January the 9th, 2024 here at WSIC News Talk Radio. 105.9 FM around Lake Norman and North Charlotte. 100.7 100.7 FM and 1400 AM in Iredell County, anywhere from WSICnews.com and the WSIC socials at the video feed right here from the uh, studio in Statesville, North Carolina. We are live on Facebook, X, LinkedIn, and YouTube. You just listen to Know the Scene with Justin Dion airing every Tuesday. 4 p.m. right before the news drive at 5. His guest was Rocky Lynn, who will be featured in a concert down at the Kane Center for the Arts in Cornelius, January the 20th. One of our uh, WSIC family members, Rocky, will be the headlining artist on January 20th. We are covering the news from North Charlotte, Iredell County, to the west side of Lake Norman, 704-873-1400. Put your phone calls on air with us right into the studio. The top five at five that we are covering for you tonight, heavy rain and winds, cover our listening area. We'll have the latest updates. The Aradale-Statesville school systems approved their 24-25 calendar. The NCDOT grant will improve Statesville's airport. And a trial begins for a former Mooresville High School student accused of rape. And a Cornelius car wash is set to open as a food truck centerpiece. We'll also be joined by Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam later in the show. We'll talk about the impact that the storm had on Cornelius in the area, as well as Iredell County Sheriff's Office Deputy Bill Hamby, also a show host. Both gentlemen show hosts right here on WSIC. We'll talk to them about the storm and the impact it had on their areas and what they faced today. But first off, we have our first caller on the line, and I believe it is Yolanda with iCats. Hello, caller, you're on the air.
2: Hey, how you doing?
1: We're good, Yolanda. How are you this afternoon?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm dry.
1: <laughs> That's a good start after what we suffered through today. How are things looking out the windshield for you?
2: Oh, man, coming in... Uh 77 southbound is clear, it's open. I thought it was like a desert town or whatever, because I'm not used to seeing it like that. Mm. But um, yeah, uh, 77 northbound is not even congested. It's nice and running, flowing nicely and everything. Even the streets on the city side over here on 4th Street near the transportation center. Everything is good, moving good. I guess they had their exodus earlier today.
1: They either had early dismissal or maybe no. They didn't come in at all. With a lot of events and companies possibly closing last night, do you think that had something to do with it?
2: I'm I'm pretty sure it did because it was supposed to get worse. They were calling for tornadoes. I've had a few alerts on my phone um, this afternoon, so I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it is.
1: Well, how was your day today with the storm? How, how did you manage the, the, the wind and the rain that so many people suffered through?
2: Let me tell you, I had to hold on to the stairwell so tight. <laughs> <laughs> that, wind, that wind was getting me. <laughs> but overall, overall, it wasn't so bad. I'm from the city. I'm from Philadelphia up north, so this was really nothing.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay. You uh, You suffered through some stuff. Yeah, I'm from the Northeast myself. I know what a tough winter storm is, and today, well, Absolutely. in the South it was. Yeah, the wind and the rain was today tough was, today.
2: The, rain, the, rain, the wind and the rain was really tough today, but listen, we made it through. Now the sun is shining out, and the clouds are going away, and it's, it's drying up, and it's, it's beautiful.
1: That's wonderful. Good news to hear. I'm glad you made it through the day. I'm glad the traffic is looking good. I guess that's the silver lining in this storm today. But thankful for the report. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have safe travels home.
2: We'll speak to you tomorrow. Be safe, everybody. You,
1: You too as well. Thank you, Yolanda. Yolanda joining us as always from ICATS, giving you a. It seems the traffic is looking pretty good right now uh, with so many people that either had an early dismissal or did not go into work at all, maybe worked remotely, school was canceled. So traffic not looking too bad. And here in the Statesville studios, in spite of the rain and the wind that we all saw earlier today before we came in here to the studio and shut the doors, began the broadcast, the skies were actually brightening up here. We're on Radio Road. Yes, legitimately, our address of the radio station. It is Radio Road. We are located uh, near the junction of I-40 and I-77 to the west side of that. And as we saw, the, the clouds were parting a little bit. We saw some blue skies as we came inside. And hopefully the worst is behind us with this storm. There was quite a bit that happened today with the storm. Uh, so many of the updates we have have been cleared and moved on. But just give you, we'll call it like the storm's wrap sheet for the day, so to speak. As it did come through, it did, did a, do a number on a lot of areas. I, Interstate 40 was closed in both directions at the 141 mile marker due to trees and limbs down. This would be was near uh, the West Air, Art, uh, Fire District and the Catawba County line. Trees and limbs down, interstate was closed. It is back open right now. Also earlier today, there were some uh, flooding and roads in Iredell County. Uh, the 150 block of Bradley Farm Road, Old Moxville Road and Seedhouse Road, Grassy Knob Road at the Iredell County-Wilkes County line, South Chipley Road and Museum Road, and the 200 block of Bess Road were all flooded earlier today. Now, the flash flood warning issued by the National Weather Service in Greenville, Spartansburg, uh, was for Davy Iredell and Rowan counties today, and it is still active until 6 p.m. this evening. Doppler radar indicated thunderstorms producing heavy rain across the area. Uh, between two and a half and four inches of rain have fallen so far. We could still get another half to one inch of rain impossible in our listening area, so keep your eyes and ears open. Be vigilant. Flash flooding is ongoing across the I-77 and i 40 corridors so the worst looks to be behind us but we're, we're not out of this yet uh keep your keep uh yeah keep paying pay attention is what i'm trying to say in a nice way out there uh we had some thunderstorm warnings and 60 mile per hour wind gusts earlier today as well there were several traffic accidents around the area uh i-77 south i-77 north uh, I-40 in both directions. We talked about that. The limbs were down. The uh, the wires were down. A lot of this has been removed and is back up, but people in our listening area are still going through some storm uh, con- contents right now. Uh, as I said, 60-mile-per-hour wind gusts reported locations that have damaged your impact. Here's the towns. Uh, Gastonia, Huntersville, Kannapolis, certainly northeast and northwest Charlotte. Cornelius, Mooresville, Kings Mountain, Mount Holly, and Davidson in our listening area. Uh, We had a tree down on a vehicle and a professional park drive in Mooresville. We had trees down at the county line at 40 East, in Statesville at Highway 70, and in Ebenezer on the Turnersburg Highway. Uh, Wires were reported down in Cool Springs, Mount Moran, Ebenezer, West Iredell, Mooresville, and South Iredell. So we've got a lot going on. A lot of people were affected today. We are going to talk later in the show. Deputy Hill Bill Hamby of the Ardell County Sheriff's Office. Coming up next, the mayor of Cornelius, Woody Washam, joins us, and he will tell us how it went today down in Cornelius. You're listening to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the news drive at five here at WSIC News Talk Radio and joining us on the hotline after a busy day of storms, rain, and we're still trailing off and keeping our citizens safe. The the mayor of Cornelius, Mayor Woody Washam, joins us. How are you today, Woody?
3: Oh, I'm doing great, Patrick. Thanks for having me. It's been an interesting day for sure.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for finding the time to talk with us and our audience in the Cornelius residence. I know you're busy with the storm today. You said it was an interesting day. Please elaborate, my friend. How did your day go, and what have you been up to?
3: Well, I think we were all scared to death over the predictions, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, you know that uh, that had me very nervous for our citizens and uh, I put out a couple messages to to our folks on social media, personally to, you know, please be precautious. I mean, my goodness, uh, uh, today was not the day to do your running around or hit mm-hmm. the roads if you could help it. So, actually, I did have to get out. I had to go to my my day job up at the up at uh, um, United Bank up in uh, at Exit thirty three, and that was a heck of a job. I, I drove up about lunchtime, and it was it was pretty scary it really was going up that interstate with pockets of water everywhere but you know i made it and uh ended up having a good lunch appointment with a client and uh, you know it all worked out and uh, uh you know what uh, what has has worked out pretty good for our town uh i had the opportunity to do a little in with some of our department heads particularly our policemen and our police department and our fire department and they really report nothing out of the ordinary. I I saw a couple posts coming through on Facebook which uh, indicated these huge pockets of water. One is the it's going into Davidson. It it looked pretty flooded, but it it, uh, cleared fairly quickly, thankfully. But uh, we really had some uh, unbelievable downpours going on throughout this whole day. So I think we were pretty lucky. Winds were behind it and, you know, we just didn't know where that was going to go.
1: Are you still in the exit 33 area of Mooresville now, or have you returned to Cornelius?
3: I'm back. Uh, I'm back in the Cornelius area now. So I had a had a much better drive home. Mm-hmm. Uh, traffic was fairly light. I think, uh, folks have probably stayed in a little bit today, which is thankful school's out. And, uh, not only in Iredale uh, County, but uh, but also in Mecklenburg. So that made my drive back to Cornelius pretty nice.
1: We just had a report from ICAT shortly ago that traffic was very light. So that's what we're attributing it to is either early dismissal or people were just off or working remotely today. Now that you right, have returned right. to Cornelius, what are you seeing? You said nothing out of the ordinary, but was there, do you know of any uh, damage, accidents, lines down, anything that would be concerned earlier in the day that may have been cleaned up by now?
3: Well, i uh, give you a couple updates. Uh, uh, Electricities, which is our electric uh, company here in Cornelius, uh, for part of our town, we have uh, Electricities, uh, uh, Energy United and also Duke Energy that serves our town. So I'm speaking strictly for electricities because that's what we own. They reported zero outages, which wow. was wonderful. That's that's uh, predominantly the east side of the interstate, so that's where that uh, uh, is representing there. But we didn't have any down trees across any roads, which was a good thing. Uh, the the key thing I think we were getting a lot of reports about was. Uh, Water temporarily ponding on some of our streets. Uh, but with the volume of water in such a short time, I mean, you sort of expect that. But once it had time to drain uh, and, you know, get into the stormwater pipes, things seemed to work out fairly quickly in that. So, uh, but our uh, public works department, they were on high alert. They were out riding the town on the streets all day long. Uh, and it appears that most of these. Uh, items that we're talking about have cleared, and um, you know, I, I guess advice I would give that that doesn't mean they aren't going to continue happening. And you know, if any of our drivers uh, come upon any of those ponding uh, uh, issues uh, throughout town, they they really need to turn around. I mean, that's about mm-hmm. the best thing you can do. Don't try to drive through it because that could be uh, that could could possibly not have a good ending. So. Hopefully, people will continue to be precautious and and just be smart about this thing. It it, it uh, the rain has stopped here, uh, the wind has subsided, and um, my my dog is really happy about that. I will say. <laughs>
1: well, that's good. He can get out of the house a little bit. Uh, I think you and him will want to be happy about that. You don't want to keep him cooped up there too long. Do uh, exactly. With uh, the public works and the work that they did today, keeping on top of the situation, even with the storm looks to be on its way out, do you expect them to work into the night to take, take care of any residual problems that may arise?
3: They will be on. They will continue to be on high alert because there's still some prediction for flooding. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't have any specific examples of that to, to note at this point in time. And hopefully it won't uh, happen. But, uh, you know, as debris... Blocks our drains and things like that. Stranger things have happened, and so they will continue to be on high alert. And uh, our public work, public works director Tyler visually he's he's awesome, and he is he is riding the streets uh, as well with with all of them, and uh, just uh, making sure there there are no uh, potential problems. But certainly, if anybody in Cornelia sees that, they need to dial nine one one and let us know, and um, they will report that to our public works folks, and uh, they'll jump right on it.
1: A topic that comes up all the time in Cornelius is the traffic, and this is kind of a roundabout question that leads into the storm today. Uh, I know in the the campaign that you just ran in the fall, I think every election cycle, the traffic and the roads are a topic of conversation around Cornelius and how to improve them. When you see a day like today, where there's ponding and flooding, does that engineering aspect go into the planning and engineering of the roads of the future as you develop Cornelius? Is that part of the equation, the, the ponding, flooding, drainage issue with road road construction?
3: Oh, it will be absolutely much, much better. This uh, uh, flooding situation I described a little bit ago uh, at the uh, overpass between Cornelius and Davidson on Main Street near, near the entrance to the YMCA and Potts Street, uh, that whole intersection is getting reworked there. And, uh I mean, it'll have mm. the, the best of the best as far as the engineering is concerned to avoid that that kind of situation. So you won't see that happen once that road is fixed. And, by the way, the bids are in for that project, and uh, uh we'll be moving forward here in, in the next month or two once, once the uh, uh, contract is signed. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we'll accelerate that project and get that one done. We've got another one of our projects under contract we've got uh, six projects that are funded we got we now have one nearly under contract and the second one actually under contract so i'm pretty proud of that thankfully we're going to see some orange barrels and (laughs) i don't know if it's a good time to be mayor or not when uh when you know those orange barrels will show themselves but that's that's what's got to happen to fix this
1: I don't know if anyone's ever been excited to have Orange Barrels coming. You might be the first, my friend, right Live here on air.
3: I've been been praying for Orange Barrels, Patrick. I'm just (laughs) telling you. They can't get here soon enough.
1: Well, in that same vein, you host a talk show every Thursday here on WSIC Radio about town. You are the host here out of our Cornelius Studios. That's just in a couple of days. What can our audience expect coming up on About Town this Thursday with you?
3: Well, you, you're going to actually have a guest host this week, ah. and uh, that's going to be our communications manager, Baylin uh, Joyner. And the reason you're going to have a guest is that me and my town board will be uh, up in Greensboro for a municipal training session. You know, elected officials are required to have uh Ethics training is the main thing that, this, that the uh, state of North Carolina requires us to do. Even though I've been, this is my uh, uh, fourth term as mayor,
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, each time I get elected, reelected, I have to go back for ethics training. I think that's a really good thing. So all of my commissioners, they it's just like they're all new. All five of them have to do this ethics training, too. So it's coming up uh, Thursday and Friday in Greensboro, along with a lot of other things. That uh, we've got three new commissioners, and uh, they they uh, are very eager to learn about municipal government. You don't walk in these jobs knowing everything you need to know for sure. So um, so they they will be uh, uh, with us uh, with our town manager, and we're looking forward to a couple of days of pretty intense training and some time together on Thursday and Friday. So that's why Maylene is is handling this. She has. Uh, 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 she has a variety of things. Uh, uh, she, I'm not sure where she landed on on the actual topic, but uh, she has uh, subbed for me several times. So it, it'll be a special show, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> well, we're looking forward to that Thursday, 11 a.m. About Town every Thursday right here on WSIC. How is the teamwork going with the three new commissioners uh, since the election? How are you guys blending as a new new team in Cornelius?
3: Well, so far, it's, it's uh, really too early to tell, but uh, we've, we've done fine so far. We really have. I, I think they're all good people. Uh, 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 really, the three new ones that haven't been elected before have had some experience uh, in in and around town government. Uh, uh, Mr. Higgins uh, has been on our parks board and been very involved with that and, and spent the last few months on planning boards. So not a lot of experience there, but he has had he has been exposed to that. Uh, Susan Johnson is probably my most uh, experienced new commissioner by far. She has paid her dues uh, for sure and has uh, uh, been on planning boards. She's been on uh, uh, LD Cab and she's, she's been quite involved.
1: Mayor Washam, I thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Have a great evening, and we'll talk to you soon.
3: Thank you, Patrick. Have a good day.
1: Thank you, Mayor Woody Washam, here on the News Drive at 5. I'm your host, Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. I am Patrick Reynolds, and our storm coverage continues here on WSIC News Talk Radio. We are joined on the hotline right now by Iredell County Sheriff's Office Deputy Bill Hamby. Good afternoon, Mr. Hamby. How are
4: you? Hi, Patrick. How are you? Doing well, sir. Thank you.
1: We're doing well. We're doing well. We appreciate all the hard work you do around the community on a daily basis, but I tell you, it looked like the Sheriff's Office sure had its handful today with this storm.
4: We, we've we been very busy today, uh, not only us, but as you know, North Carolina Highway Patrol, North Carolina DOT, uh, about all the volunteer fire departments and rescue squads here in Ardell County, and even Duke Power uh, has been very busy today with, with the with the storm. So uh, we started very early uh, today, but we've actually been in a planning pa- planning phase for the last couple of days, making sure all our patrol vehicles were full of gas and making sure our generators worked in case the power went out here so we can maintain the office and Detention center. Uh, obviously, you know, make sure that they have enough uh, supplies and generators are functioning in the event that power would go out for a sustained period of time. So, we have been watching the weather and uh, staying quite busy here at the, at the office.
1: What have you been seeing today? What's been uh, the most common calls and things that you had to uh, go assist with?
4: Well, we had uh, we had a lot of, of uh, road flooding, a lot of trees down, and then uh, you know, shortly after noon. Uh, there was a, um, what is believed, initially suspected, and then I think as actually confirmed, was a tornado over in the area of Catawba County, Western Ardell County. Uh, so uh, a lot of damage on the Catawba County side and some into the Ardell County side. I believe, unfortunately, there was one fatality. What I'm seeing out of media reports, and two injured in Catawba County, but uh, just a lot of uh, road flooding uh, a lot of property flooding, and uh, you know, people calling in for downed trees and things of that nature.
1: We had a report earlier today of I forty westbound here at Statesville that was closed in yes. both directions for a period of time. Looks like limbs down, wires down was the word. It is now reopened. Is this connected or the same report you're talking about with this tornado and possible that, fatality? That
4: was correct, yes, sir. That stemmed from the uh, from the suspected tornado. Uh, it was down shortly after noon, and uh, heard them open up interstate about four o'clock. Okay, uh, said that said that everything was open about four o'clock. So hopefully the uh, the traffic has worked itself out by now, and, and people are running uh, in a safe manner, but uh, running a little bit freer on the interstates.
1: Well, as we're looking at the clock right now, it's coming up on five thirty-eight p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, January the 9th, In case anyone is listening to a replay of the show, at that moment in time is my time my time stamp here. Are there any road closures or flooding that our audience needs to be concerned with uh, in your jurisdiction?
4: Yeah, Patrick there's there's roads all over the county that that are that are flooded. Uh, they're standing water. Uh, it'd be very difficult to to just name one. okay <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting here looking at my reports and and really they stem from the very northern end of Ardo County all the way down uh, to the Moorsville area and east to west. So tonight uh, I was listening to Mayor Washington just a little bit ago. Uh, and he gave some great advice, and I, I hope to echo his sentiment is, please be careful tonight driving. Uh, it's dark. Uh, the roads are still wet. Uh, it's going to get cold tonight, so you know, don't know if it'd be cold enough to freeze, but the, if it does, obviously potential for black ice. Uh, you know, at night, it's harder to tell if standing water is moving or standing. It could be that a river or a creek has overflowed. it's you know it's it's bank, so it could be moving water, which makes it even more dangerous. So uh, to, tonight would be a great night. if you don't need to be out, Uh, Mm -hmm. Just make a good bowl of soup and a grilled cheese and (laughs) settle in and listen to WSIC and, uh, you know, just kind of stay home and be safe tonight.
1: Well, we told our audience earlier in the show here to be vigilant, I guess, would be the best words. And you said words from my brain or to your mouth there. If you don't need to go out, don't go out tonight. Good night to stay home.
4: Correct, and, and and obviously, you know, and I know that we have some very smart listeners. But if trees are down and power lines are down or lines are down, you don't know if those lines are energized or not. Uh, I haven't heard uh, many reports of power outages. I'm sure there's some, obviously, scattered across the county. But but if you're just getting home, uh, you know, you manage to get home and you see a tree down and lines are down. Please don't touch those lines. You don't know if they're energized or not, and we don't need any more injuries or fatalities. To stress emergency services anymore, or to cause yourself any harm, so uh, please just, uh, if you see lines down or anything like that, call our call our dispatch center and uh, you know have mm-hmm. have some folks come out and look at them and just stay safe.
1: Earlier in our broadcast, we gave some uh, report of incidents that had happened throughout today, just to give people a snapshot or some texture on the impact that this storm had. But all the reports that I was rolling through were. Incidents that had been cleaned up. You know, they were there earlier in the day, reported, but they were taken care of. They were not an issue anymore. So it was almost like a little flashback history of letting people know what was going on while they were home today. This quick yes. cleanup, a big part of it was uh, part of the Iredell County Sheriff's offices. They were involved in a lot of this. These quick cleanups, do you attribute that to the planning that you guys put in ahead of time? As you said earlier uh, earlier in our interview here, do you lean on that planning aspect for the quick cleanup?
4: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That That's why we're able to put our plan in place. You know, we've, we, we've worked so many of these. Uh, in, in fact, this morning at 7.08, just going through a list of my stuff here, at 7.08 this morning, our Sheriff's Office Emergency Response Team, uh, our, our Disaster Response Team, rather, was put on call. So we already had those men and women in place uh, in case they were needed to supplement uh, our, our fire departments or our rescue squads. But you know, each each agency—the fire departments, the rescue squads, the the sheriff's office, highway patrol, DOT—you uh, know—work seamlessly with each other. We're we're in constant communication during these types of events to to, to protect the citizens of Ardo County and to provide resources for the citizens of Ardo County. So, you know, our deputies may be out, or the highway patrol or the fire departments may have people manning those eight. You know, those, those fire departments—they're they're out uh, mm-hmm. driving around in in the weather carefully, of course. But, you know, if they see any roads flooded, uh, obviously if they have barriers, they'll put those barriers up or we'll leave a deputy or contact a highway patrolman uh, long enough to, to, you know, make sure that road is safe so DOT can come out and put up some barriers or some signage to protect folks. So it it works kind of hand in hand, but absolutely pre-planning is a must.
1: Some of the deputies from the Sheriff's Department have been there on the job all day working on this. Some are coming in tonight. How do you guys handle that shift change in communication as you uh, proverbially bat pass the baton from one to the next?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, seamlessly. Uh, our supervisors are in contact, whether it be a day like today or, or you know any other regular day. Uh, the supervisors are our on contact you know by phone or by, by computer. Talking to one another uh our deputies you know they do a great job communicating with one another obviously there's some there's some command staff overlap so that if we know something's going on, we're able to relay that information as well. so we do a very good job of communicating obviously all of our all of our deputies uh have cell phones so mm-hmm. that if they are needed to be called in or if there's uh, uh, some information we need to push out rapidly, obviously we could text message or or telephone to let them know. But most of the time, it's it's pretty seamless, just kind of checking on and, uh, and relaying information of what's going on in that zone.
1: Well, tomorrow, right here on WSIC, as it is every Wednesday, 3 p.m., the good, the bad, and the guilty will air, big part of the Iredell County Sheriff's Office. What is coming up on the show tomorrow?
4: Uh, talking with Sheriff Campbell, we, we have been talking about bringing a special guest uh, with us tomorrow to talk about uh, basic law enforcement training, law enforcement training, um, some of the relationships with our, with our agency and the local community colleges, how we, we, we train our deputies and make sure that they are the best trained deputies that uh, you know, we can provide to the citizens of Ardell County.
1: Sounds like a good one. You guys are always on top of the situation. We appreciate all you do for the community and for WSIC's audience. Bill, have a good night, and I appreciate very much you finding a few minutes of time for us and and speaking to the WSIC audience.
4: Anytime, sir. It was our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Deputy Bill Hamby, everybody, from the Iredell County Sheriff's Office, one of the hosts of The Good, the Bad, and the Guilty every Wednesday here at 3 p.m. And a great source of information on days like today where we've got a storm come through and our audience needs to be informed of what's going on as far as roads flooding, wires down, limbs down the whole nine yards. We're keeping you informed. We also have other stories and other news that we're going to follow up with and keep you informed as far as what's going on in the community. There was a storm was a big story. That wasn't the only story. And we'll have the rest when we come back. You are listening to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll talk to you again on the other side of the break. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds for Tuesday, January the 9th, 2024, 5.48 p.m. Eastern Time. Appreciate all of you tuning in for the WSIC News Talk family. of broadcast platforms 105.9 FM in North Charlotte and Lake Norman, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM in Iredell County and anywhere on the World Wide Web. WSICnews.com, and our social media platforms have the video feed right here from the studio, Facebook, LinkedIn, X, and YouTube. Also reaching out to the west side of Lake Norman as well, our friends in Denver and Lincolnton. Welcome. Good to have all of you with us this afternoon. We covered the storm earlier today. In other news, the Aradale-Statesville School Board of Education on Monday voted 4-2 to two To approve the 2024-2025 school calendar option one, which we talked about last night on the News Drive at 5, that includes an August 12th start date. Under the approved calendar, which is similar to the current calendar, the school year will begin on August the 12th, 2024. The last day would be May 23rd. 2025 winter break will go from December 23rd to January 6th. This includes 176 days or 1,056 hours. ISS's Director of Accountability, Testing, and Student Information, Laura Elliott, outlined the reasons why option one is favorable for students and families. Elliott explained option one would be aligned with our three early colleges, our high school students taking dual enrollment classes will be aligned with our Mitchell Community College calendar. If we have students going to our early college in our traditional or out, that's bus transportation. That means staff that work at the traditional have to work at the early college or vice versa, she added. The approved calendar also allows high school students to take final exams for their first semester courses before winter break. Elliot said she's heard positive feedback from high school students at our church who liked ending their school semester prior to Christmas. Elliot said, we don't have that learning loss. Even though it's only two weeks, you don't want to go home and study biology over Christmas. I can relate to that. Anytime you can take the exams prior to Christmas— That's best for our students. Another reason school officials favor option one is because of the number of students who finish all of their graduation requirements at the end of the first semester. If the semester ends in December, they are able to enroll in college in January. Lastly, it was pointed out that early college students would miss three weeks of instruction under option two, which has a later start date. Now, board members delayed the vote on adopting the school calendar because they struggled with whether to implement a calendar that does not adhere to North Carolina school calendar laws. The law requires public schools to start no earlier than the Monday closest to August 26th, and by the end of the and end by the Friday closest to June eleventh. Chairman Howell said that the North Carolina General Assembly is divided about the school calendar law. Said Howell, the North Carolina Senate will Not like it if we choose to go early. However, the NC House will not interfere with our choice to go with an early calendar. The Statesville City Council on Monday accepted a $15.5 million grant from the state that will fund improvements at the Statesville Regional Airport. The grant from the NC Department of Transportation will provide $6 million to pay for the construction of a new terminal building at the airport. The remaining $9.5 million will fund development of pad-ready hangar sites. If funds allow, the city will also construct one or two spec hangars for aircraft currently on the hangar waiting list. The council also had other business last night. They heard a presentation from Representative Jeff McNeely in which he announced that the state budget has been ratified. Uh, the... Council also heard business that City Manager Ron Smith explained that the city is applying for a $15 million U.S. Department of Transportation grant. If funded, the grant would fund 1.6 miles of sidewalks, pedestrian crossings, and potentially underground utilities along Shelton Avenue and Center Street from Sharp Street to Amity Hill Road. Also on the docket last night, they appointed Dustin Jett to a three-year term on the Stormwater Advisory Commission. They approved the updating the existing purchasing policy to allow the city manager to delegate contract authority to a city manager designation for purchases of apparatus, supplies, materials, or equipment above $90,000 that have been presented and approved in the annual budget. They also approved the sole source vendors for the city of Statesville for those same supplies. They also held a public hearing and approved first reading of an annexation request for property on Museum Road. A Mooresville man who was charged with raping a female classmate nearly six years ago on the campus of Mooresville High School when he was 16 and his accuser was 14 claims they had consensual sex. Testimony in the trial of Jericho, Montreal, Neal began Tuesday morning in Iredell County Superior Court. In a Cornelius entrepreneur turned car wash owner and realtor is turning some unused property on Catawba Avenue into a gathering spot complete with food trucks, a farmer's market, and entertainment. Said David Dunn, the owner of Cornelius's car wash on Catawba Avenue, My vision for this piece of property is to be a centerpiece for the community. The do-it-yourself car wash sits about in the middle of a 1.5-acre parcel in a high-volume stretch of Catawba Avenue. Dunn intends to make it an attraction with a 12-foot by 15-foot stage for local performers, similar to what's behind Summit Coffee in downtown Davidson. Food vendors are paying $500 a month for their spaces with a grand opening planned this month. All this takes place behind a busy car wash uh, with do-it-yourself bays in one automatic bay that sees about 100 cars every week. We're coming up on the top of the hour following the news drive at 5.00. We will talk to Joe Berg and the scoreboard. He's got an update on, gosh, we've got NFL playoffs, which were aligned and coming up for this weekend. And we've got a college football game that we talked about last night. Joe made a prediction, as well as did myself, the host of the News Drive at 5. And I don't think we got to dig too deep into the result of the college football championship last night. We'll just let Joe talk about how the game went and then we can remind him on who predicted whom to win the game as he enters back into the studio i might throw that out to him here so joe i was just teasing a little bit of the scoreboard that's coming up at the top of the hour with you as a host and there was a big football game in the college world last night and we you're feel free to give the score and the results <laughs> and maybe review who on the night news drive at five picked who for last night in the game
0: yeah you know maybe maybe we don't have to talk about that is that really what you want to talk about right now uh,
1: the, the audience at the news drive at five deserves to be informed with facts and information on the day and this is well I would gonna say our top story it is not but there's, a, <laughs> there's a reason it's last and I'm closing the show with this
0: well the final score of the college football national championship the Michigan Wolverines 34 the mm-hmm. Washington Huskies 13 okay. And you picked who last <sighs> night to win the game? I thought Washington was mm-hmm. going to win. Mm-hmm. I did.
1: Okay. And did anyone in this studio pick Michigan to win the game?
0: You know what? I think I think somebody who hosts a 5 o'clock show did pick Michigan. They
1: did. They did. Any, any recollection? I know you don't, probably don't have it in your notes <laughs> there, but just wondering if anybody was around.
0: No, that or, was definitely you. you. It was definitely yeah. me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, congratulations, I guess, are
1: in order. It, a, a broken clock is right twice <laughs> a day. That 50, is how I think. shot. I now. had a 50
0: 50 <laughs> shot. You know the reason I picked Michigan? What's that?
1: You picked Washington.
0: Uh, <laughs> got it gotta gotta go against me.
1: I knew and I knew the Detroit Lions were had a really <laughs> their long suffering fan base is having finally something to cheer about this year and they're thrilled with it. And that's what I felt the vibe. I'm like Upper Midwest vibes got it going on, and I thought that, that would be it.
0: That does make sense. I didn't even consider that.
1: Okay. Yeah, so NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. Yes, they are. Are you deep in analysis this week, uh, or is that something you're gonna wait till later in the we're
0: week? We're gonna we're gonna slowly go through the games. Yesterday it was mostly just letting you know who the matchups were gonna be against. Uh, some of the personal storylines, if you will, like Matthew Stafford playing the Lions in Detroit. Um, you got the Chiefs. Hosting the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. going back to Kansas City. As we get later in the week, then we'll start talking about who I think might win these games.
1: I'm kind of excited with a team from Miami flying in to play a game that's going to be a negative degree. Yeah, that's
0: that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, and it's you know what? It's two teams that I feel like just something isn't clicking right now with mm-hmm. both of them. So it's going to be interesting to see if even with the weather being a factor, if, if the the uh, the Dolphins are able to find out what's wrong with their offense.
1: I've given a look to the forecast, but I only really saw the temperature. Is there any, like, have you looked at it at all? Is there a pre- precipitation There's plan?
0: a chance, but it looks like it's going to be either before or after. It doesn't really seem like it's going to be happening during the game. But there, there's always a chance, you know. Weather changes over a week.
1: So. It certainly does. As we saw the, the the news drive at 5, we've covered several Absolutely. weather events. We've only
0: been on the air a week. There you go.
1: <laughs> I think this is show number six, and we've had uh, Chase Myers from uh, – Carolina Meteorology Weather about Group. About yeah.
0: three times he's, now? He's,
1: Yeah, he's been on already. He's, he's been, been a busy, busy guy. Man. Been yeah. a very busy man with weather here. Well, Scoreboard with Joe Berg is coming up at the top of the hour. This has been the News Drive at 5 for Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. I am Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back on Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Looking forward to the day's news and updates. We will talk to you then.